1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: Alright, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. It's the podcast where I usually speak to bands and artists about the different side hustles they've worked, their journey, and how they've been able to keep music a priority. Uh, Yesterday, I had Oscar Brown on the show. His new EP, If Only, is out today on So Young Records, which is a record label born out of a magazine. They've been going over 10 years now. It's a fully illustrated new music magazine so they only feature stuff they like everything in, in there is is illustrated and their attitude their spirit is all about community and celebrating the good stuff i met one of them um, at the social great venue in london run by heavenly recordings at one of their nights there and got chatting And Sam was saying how he taught football in the daytime. So it's kind of been on my mind over the last few years I should get them on the show, ask them about their story of doing the magazine and record label because it's not too different from being a band in the way that there's lots of parts moving, lots of admin, lots of uh, creative imagination that goes into it that fuels the whole thing. So yeah, now today's the perfect time to do it with Oscar Brown's EP Out Today, which is amazing, by the way. Go and give that a listen. Go and pause this. Go listen. to the Oscar Brown EP and come back here and hopefully that makes for a pretty good afternoon morning evening whenever you're listening thanks so much for listening to the podcast I love doing 101 part time jobs I love hearing about these stories of building your own world creating you know an adult's version of a treehouse or a skate ramp that's how I see it if you like the show if you like this episode please subscribe because those subscription numbers mean I can keep on getting brilliant guests keep on getting brilliant bands and artists and speaking of which coming up we've got buck meek from big thief jelani blackman pip blom who else speed the hardcore band loads of great bands coming up so if you want to know exactly when those come out and get notified on your phone on apple or spotify or wherever you're listening to this click that subscribe button if you're able to leave a review or rate it that would be massively appreciated as well and yeah thank you so much for being here before we get into this episode, I'm going to speak with Rebecca from the band Eka, who is a brand ambassador for Ampolo, which is a free app. You can download it now if you want to practice along with an existing song. They say you want to play bass to Rage Against the Machine, but you want to play along with it. You can take the bass out and practice along just like that. I think Rage Against the Machine is my, like, Bomb Track was the first song I learned to play on bass. That first song you learn, it stays with you, doesn't it? I
3: remember mine, which was just like a prayer
0: on
4: saxophone. But yeah, I mean, I used to play that for hours, like trying to get it right alongside the
3: CD player.
0: You sat there trying to rewind, get it to the right point.
3: Playing along kind of with
0: the vocal. It's great for kind of doing covers and just learning the songs basically. And that's on Ampolo, it's free. Anyone can download it now on the App Store. You can record yourself so you can see how you're looking when you play it. Make sure your tongue's not sticking out when you're trying to play some riffs. Happy practising. All right, here's Sam and Josh from So Young Magazine and Record Label here at 101 Part-Time Jobs. 101 Part-Time Jobs! We started,
3: there's a few stories about how we started the magazine yeah i mean we kind of we had
4: a tumblr blog which was just like my music taste posted on tumblr um it wasn't really like curated with like curation in mind it was just like here's what i'm into and josh he studied illustration and we we went to school together but like we weren't mates or anything like that like yeah we'd like and we just had like a mutual friend who kind of like just drew us together. And then we realized that and that, and, and, the, and the mutual point for us was music and then kind of managed to convince Josh that some new music was good. Yeah. Um, and, and then on the way home from like a gig, which has happened to be a Palmer Violet
3: show, Josh actually just told me we were going to make a magazine or a zine. Like, yeah. Cause I was really, I, I was really into fanzines like old punk fanzines. Um, so I'd studied and researched them a lot and it was just like, yeah, Palmer Violets were just kind of the perfect band to kind of start this whole project together. So I, yeah, I essentially wanted to make a punk fanzine and Sam had this block and I was, it kind of just made perfect sense to make it from that.
0: I feel like in our generation, we probably caught the tail end of opinion music journalism. Yeah, I think you so. About, you were talking about that the other day, weren't you? That's kind of the end of opinion.
4: Yeah, it doesn't really... It certainly doesn't exist anymore. Or well, to be fair, like press and journalism barely exists or has a place on, on paper anyway. But for um, people to actively pick up, but I don't know. Like I, I suppose our relationship with so my relationship with zines was non-existent until I met Josh. To be honest, but I'd buy the enemy every week, and I got bored by the covers on the enemy every Mm. that weekly and and the repetition of the same, I guess that was probably a a signifier of the downfall of like print media is that you were seeing the same old faces on the covers of the enemy and that's because they sold magazines and that was, and that became probably more and more important as I came through. And we just got heavily inspired by the writers within the magazine who were willing to take a punt on new artists like Matt Wilkinson, for example, like he was like new music, writer at the time and, and then became the editor there like he would have a genuinely thoughtful but champion based opinion on new artists and that that really chimed yeah. with with us in terms of what was taken with us at the time and also just like as like an antidote to the kind of our boredom of the repeated stories of the music i suppose but i don't know i think we were just ultimately inspired by just like a, a wave of new bands weren't we yeah. like from Palmer's and like bands like peace and wolf alice were all sort of coming through at one time it just felt like something was mm. happening And i think as two guys who had just graduated from university and had just stumbled across a load of new music like for us that was like a scene that was something you wanted to be a part of like as you get deeper into it you realize how how little it is uh physically a scene i suppose and, and actually it's more just the way it's spun but actually but from there it felt like really exciting and mm-hmm. it, it felt like a f- perfect starting point f- to create something yeah. quite ridiculous like a new magazine <laughs>
0: <laughs> i get that because th- those when those like communities or those groups you know you read the liner notes and you realize someone thanks someone and that they might be friends and oh they live in the same town you like and you, you you go deeper don't you and that that community aspect of it is so inviting i feel like that's that's such a part of not for everyone, but you know, for me, I imagine for you, that's a big part of the whole experience about music, isn't it? Yeah,
4: it's like feeling like you're you're a part of something ultimately, and like we we certainly get that with so young. I think ultimately, like we were creating something that was for us, and we didn't really ever expect it to be for anyone else. Yeah, and for it to to grow as like almost like an umbrella for a community of or sound, I suppose is is pretty amazing. But ultimately, like yeah, that's. That's, I mean, you, you read you read things like The Enemy or you read very specific titles and you feel like you're part of a small group of people because you know that your interests aren't necessarily part of the mainstream, right?
0: So I wonder if it's like a defense mechanism rather than arrogance. Like when you're into something at school where everyone is trying to box you in as a a Grebo or, a you know, this or that or a Chav or whoever, what have you. It's almost like if, when you're into something quite niche, it's a defense mechanism to kind of blinker out everything yeah. else and that can sometimes come across as arrogant yeah
3: like you kind of like if people people take the piss out of you you're kind of like well you don't know like how cool i actually am don't worry about it <laughs> if only you knew yeah
0: <laughs> you don't know how many pokemon yeah, cards I got. Actually. what was the first putting the first issue together like like how painful or easy was that process and do you remember the first interview that you did for it
4: into or interview wise i think it was all like email q and a's like lots of very nice like so we like very much like the most blank piece of paper you create to start a magazine is what we had like we had no idea what a publicist was like pr what's that it was just like how do we get in contact with these like it's not like you can just dm a, a band on instagram and that so like i think you were digging out like Facebook was great because the Facebook about page actually had the manager's email address. On. Yeah. So it was just lots of yeah. very- bands would do that. Back <laughs> yeah. then. Bands were happy to be found and spoken to at that point. Um, actually they are now that's something. Um, so we were just, yeah, lots of polite emails. And I think like we were talking to probably some of the, the smaller, but rising bands, but speaking to them and asking them in a way that treated them like, like royalty. But that's like, the yeah. feeling that we had about them, we were just so passionate about it, and I think the idea of it coming into being, disp- um, I don't know, displayed as this like fully illustrated zine-inspired magazine um, was like alluring to a lot of to managers as well. Like a lot, quite a few managers got on board with just the idea and wanted to support the idea of a new publication. So like that was, I wouldn't say easy, because the first magazine took like eight months to make. So at one point, like we started the idea in November. We thought we were going to release it in January. We released it in June, so like you just so it was just a really long process of like, yeah. can we do something? We had these Q and As, and probably a lot of the answers probably out of date by the time we released it. So like that was, I'm pretty sure we got to like the week before releasing the magazine, and thought like, where are we going to print this?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was obviously it's supposed to be this punk fanzine thing, but we kind of. We almost accidentally got it printed, like, really high quality paper, and like really, really nicely done. We got mugged off, essentially, like <laughs> a little bit. But we ha- we have stuck with that same printer ever since.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <It's laughs> to keep a- it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a hefty thing. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's almost card, isn't it? The yeah, the
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the printers
0: saw us coming.
4: They they took our uh, the the coin we yeah. Kindly borrowed from our parents, I think, for the first issue, and um, which was like a hundred quid. Yeah, a like hundred, hundred fifty quid, and then um, yeah, and then we 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 stuck with it ever since. I mean, in terms of like the layout and things, that certainly was like a process, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, luckily the illustration kind of does a lot of the talking, so it was always very much like put all the words on one page, plop a picture next to it, and that's we kind of stuck with that quite simple layout ever since. Mm. um but I, m- I remember being so stressed about sending it to the printers and stuff like reading every single word about a thousand times like we don't we don't do that anymore
0: i used to do a little column in the iPaper paper called the playlist where it included eight tracks a week and i'd spelt things wrong all the time <laughs> and it was painful it was it's, it's painful when you read it but and here it's in fucking it's it's out in the wild And you're like, that's got my name next to it, and I misspelled that word. Uh, You must have made a couple of typos. Like, can we share the pain together, please? We've
4: had a fair few Ellie Roswells, as opposed to Ellie um, Roussel, Wolf Alice. We've had, yeah, we've had some like misspelled or um, album titles and things. Just like, yeah. It happens. How many times you read it, those eyes just become so tired to it, i suppose it's it's crazy but like the first issue in particular we only printed a 100 and i was convincing people on tumblr to let me send them one so really like it's probably the most proofread edition of so young ever to exist but <laughs> it's reached the fewest people <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i mean some people make it very obvious when we've made a mistake um uh, like to make it known but uh but it's definitely yeah it's a painstaking process but it's it's important
0: something that maybe maybe some people who want to start a magazine want to start a podcast wouldn't expect is that those record label management teams they're excited about sharing the music in different ways you know there's 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 a lot of strength and empowerment in that
4: yeah for sure i mean yeah it's we were ultimately it was almost like some of those i think i I remember it was into our third our third issue that we got our first pitch from a publicist. So, oh, people are actually coming to us now. Like that's, that was wild. That just felt really strange. And obviously like we were just really like chuffed and flattered by it. But yeah, managers getting on board and like managers of our favorite bands at the time just really wanted it to do well. And I guess like that just shows, you know, we are, we are in a world of music that ultimately like it's, it relies on, almost like cult level fandom for things to be successful and and potentially even show its head in in anywhere near the, the the mainstream. And, Mm -hmm. And it starts with like projects that are full of youthful energy and feel original and feel authentic. And like, they don't come around every day. So I think there's definitely, I mean, we run a record label now alongside the magazine and that's something that I know full well like we would jump at the idea and I know the artists on 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 the label would jump at the idea to to be involved with as many new exciting projects as possible because ultimately like the music industry in general but certainly within the alternative music like it needs those.
0: Starting that label how did that what was the thinking behind that do you remember the sort of the pushing moment when you pushed it into into reality? I think we we've
3: been talking about it ever since we started the magazine. It was almost like the way we curated the magazine was like a record label in itself, so it's kind of the ideas all, always been there but as much as we didn't have an idea about how to do the magazine, we had even less of an idea about how to run a record label um, yeah. so basically it basically came about recently because someone approached us that kind of had all the infrastructure in place um, and kind of presented us pr- presented it to us in a way where felt like we could do it um, with the right support. It's, it's basically like starting from scratch again if you don't have a
0: team in place. It's communion, isn't it, that you're doing it with? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. They're, they kind of stand alone in my mind because they do so much different yeah. types of sounds. And all of that stuff is, they seem very clued up in press and in radio and in live opportunities. They seem to have it all and I, i've met a few people that work there they're all really lovely you yeah. no, they they're are amazing
4: they're, they're, i think ultimately like their story is one that's kind of similar to ours and, and 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 from a sonic point of view it's very it comes from a very different place but you know it started as a club night and something that just naturally flowed into becoming a record label mm. and just ultimately growing a relationship with the artists they're already championing in in yeah. in certain yeah. format and that's ultimately what's happened with us but our way of championing those artists has been through through live shows a little bit but not in the same way but mainly through through the magazine so and th- and they've ultimately like their fans of so young they're fans of our where where our point of interest in bands is which is you know just just fanship and good exciting new alternative artists and we're just kind of left to be creatively lead everything but yet we just make less mistakes because ultimately we've just got a really great engaged team behind our releases and they kind of stop us doing anything silly <laughs> 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 would be one way to put it but i mean yeah the idea of a label like i remember when, we'd, when we when you used to spend some time at your parents and we were like we'd spend like a weekend day just working on be like a saturday just working on like I've just going through enemy and all the different websites, just listen to new stuff or like planning, planning new issues and things. And then we'd like, or you'd probably just finish work or something. You were like uh, collecting trolleys at a garden center. And like you just say, oh yeah, it's just daydream of starting a record label. And we yeah, used to yeah. like watch like um, the upside down creation Records story. Yeah. film and stuff like that like, yeah. Yeah. very much was in like a, a centre point of the formation of what became the magazine was actually the idea of a record label but it's only when we now when we think back about it that we yeah. it's like kind of it's probably always going to happen in some way
0: yeah. 101, 101,
3: Yeah. So I used to be a, basically a trolley boy at a garden center. I just spend like all day just walking miles and miles around. Sometimes I'd even walk around if there wasn't like a, even a trolley to be getting at the time, I was just walking around like thinking about, um, all the things we were going to do with so young and like, yeah, daydreaming about what's the term where you kind of envisage something in it. Manifesting, Yeah, manifesting so young, essentially
0: getting into the 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 illustration side of it josh were you already i mean it's 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 so great the way it's laid out the logo the the vision it it, it feels just really really nice it's like a, a really attractive thing to open up and i have it you know i have it on my side here that i didn't want to put it back there i wanted to like keep it out so i could see the front cover cuz it just it looks nice how do you think your art's grown over the years since that first issue
3: i think i've def i've grown from feeling like I'm an illustrator to more of, like, a a curator, like you are saying. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself an artist or an illustrator anymore. It's kind of – I like to think I'm more of a creative director, like the creative director of So Young, which Mm -hmm. sounds a bit pompous, but, like, that's essentially what it is, Um, which I enjoy much more, kind of having some input on other stuff. Um, It goes back to, like – difference between the magazine and the label like i feel like we feel like the wins with the label are bigger than the ones with the magazine now even though that's kind of on someone else's behalf because you've kind of just been there like bigging them up along the way and it feels like yeah it better when someone does really well from the label than when something happens with the magazine
0: that's interesting so, so are you getting into artwork and and, le- and record layout
3: yeah yeah we have a kind of we have a big part in that and obviously it's it's their art, it's their music, so they, they get to choose that. But we just make sure that we are there to support and elevate it where we can. And obviously doing the magazine, we've got loads of great contacts in every part of it from, the, from videos, illustration, photographers. Um, so I feel like we have a fair bit to offer uh, the artists on our label.
0: When you say elevate, I think growing up, it was a bit like, oh, you work with a label and they sort this out for you. They do this for you, do that. Now, in reality, it's a lot more about collaboration.
3: I mean, I mean, that's that was kind of the basis of the label as well. We never wanted to be just a just a facilitator. We wanted to make sure that part of our plan was that we everything we do was going to be released on vinyl in a physical format, so that we could every band, even if they were just doing a single or an EP, we made we made a physical vinyl. So we kind of made sure that art art is at the forefront of it.
0: Sam, I know that you've been teaching football. Wholesome doesn't even really sum it up, but love that you're you you you're playing football with school kids in the day, making a music magazine about you know the best new music. By weekends and and evenings how how have you found that balance over the years uh it's so i think it's only now that i coach a little bit less that i
4: i wonder how that balance existed to be like really honest (laughs) um
0: there's there's that that tightness in your stomach no (laughs) no longer there slightly less tight yes (laughs) Um, um
4: i don't know yeah it's I think the balance of it is is, is a tough one because football similar to the music industry. Like they're like the most anti-social industries probably in the world. They demand all of your weekends. They demand your evenings. And ultimately like to do work during the day is really, is pivotal, but ultimately like the real, the good shit happens in, in, in your unsocial hours, your unsocial hours. So when you're keeping up relationships along the way, um, it could be like quite tough, but ultimately like I was working in football and music side by side doesn't really get any better. So I, <laughs> by, by no means have I ever complained at that fact. Um, but I think I've always sat them side by side and try to give them the most time because, you know, we, we are an independent publisher and now label and that by no means gives any like real financial securities. So, like I'm a UEFA B licensed coach. I work for Southampton football club alongside doing so young, like they're, they come on sorry but i need to but that's always been because if one doesn't work out and need to make sure i've got the other and it's just yeah. like and that's obviously demanded quite a lot of hours but um
0: it's smart i mean you know it's it, i feel like growing up my my mum my was always like well you know she wasn't really other people's parents were like you should have a plan b <laughs> like nah <laughs> i mean and like, it is it is good isn't it you know plan b is almost talks it down a little bit but it's it's good to you probably learn stuff from one that you don't learn from the other and vice versa. I think that's probably a, quite a healthy way to live actually.
4: Yeah. i ultimately like coach football coaching for me personally allowed, allowed for so young to be a glorified hobby for the first five years. And then in the second five years, get a little bit closer to feeling like it could be a job. Um, and now we're in a point where I'm coaching quite a lot less. Um, and we're here in this space every day and we're, we're doing what we can to make it full time, essentially. So,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you? Is that an office that you're in, or is it in one of your houses, one of your flats?
3: It's a spare room in my dad's flat, but it's kind yes. of does the job, does the trick. Hey, if
0: it if it works and it and it's is close to you, are you round the corner from it? We're both about.
4: I'm fifteen minutes where you're. Yeah, ten minute yeah, yeah ten minute drive.
0: Bit of a clubhouse. Yeah, it's great yeah. actually.
4: We've got this got the passport photo curtain behind us and. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Do you, have you found that like, will you have days that are magazine days and then days that are label days? How do you, how do you end up, how does it end up splitting?
4: That's something that's like a point of, that's quite a, it's like on topic for us just yeah. now. Because yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, we're, The label is in like a, a, an extremely busy period. Like we didn't, within the first couple of years of starting a record label, expect to be releasing full-blown albums with, artists who you know have some real ambition have got some real really incredible fan bases building and 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 that's the case and obviously naturally the so young match behind everything is finding new artists and working with new artists so alongside full-blown album campaigns that are starting this year we've also got two or three new artists to start work with this year as well as maintaining relationships that we've built over the previous years and it's basically become like how can we squeeze in the magazine um at this point, yeah. like, um, but then there'll be t- once it's all done, it's wrapped up. It's like, okay, well, that's kind of like parked and we can focus on the magazine. But I think that's something that we're, as, as two people need to really work on is like, we talked about the other day is like actively going, let's stop working on the label now. <laughs> let's just give ourselves yeah. the rest of the day to focus on the magazine. Cause otherwise you end up just, um, playing catch up on on either or and i think there's still a balance that we're trying to we're trying to find the right balance still, aren't we yeah
0: i yeah. feel like it's it's one of those things that making stuff you always like just about get the lid screwed on just in the 11th hour of the day i don't think there's i almost feel like if you get something done in a with some good time to spare there's probably something wrong <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: that time yeah. to spare is going to be filled with something else that's for sure
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wicked. I mean, look, this is, thanks so much for, for talking. Eh? I think people making something, I just, I'm so into making stuff, creating stuff, you know, a bit of trial and error in there, get some, you know, have some good experiences along the way. I mean, for me, that's that's a big part of, of making anything. Yeah,
4: no, it's, um. I ultimately think that like, the, the magazine, like, t- to date has just been built upon our relationship as two people just wanting to keep making this magazine because it'd be quite I mean there's definitely been enough opportunities to like to not (laughs) Um, but we're just like keeping on finding a way to push ourselves to like commit ourselves further to these things and like to now to be in a position where we're like hosting stages at festivals and you know partnering up with like other great labels or like I don't know, different brands to do things and releasing like clothing and things like, it's all just got way out of hand, to be honest. (laughs) Um, but we're really grateful for it. (laughs) Which festivals this
0: year can we, can we talk about?
4: Uh, so we've, we we had had a stage at Great Escape, um, in May. Um, and we had a stage at Left of the Dark October before that. And then we've, this will be South
3: south by Southwest. Yeah. South by
4: Southwest. We had our first official stage at just gone in, is that March? March. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then we've got truck festival and this will be like our seventh or eighth year with them, um, in July. So yeah, really, really cool. I
0: mean, one thing that I want to, you know, just point out and celebrate is you've been doing truck festival for eight years. How long have you been doing the magazine?
4: This is now our, this, this, we were 10 in June.
0: You know, so I think it's probably worth shouting out here that, you know, doing something for quite a long time, for quite a few years and learning, you know, slowly but steadily, that must, you know, you must have armed yourself with a lot of knowledge that you can't sort of, you can't rush a lot of that knowledge. I mean, you tell me, but I feel like you can't, you can't skip ahead. You can't fast track any of that.
4: 100% like we we, we didn't study. I mean, I, I, I studied sport, sports science. That's my, that's my degree. <laughs> This all, everything just came from like a starting point of fanship and just learning along the way, like starting, learning how to like promote shows and what a versus deal is and all these, like how to advance a show and those things as a complete, there's a relationship there to the magazine, but that's like a whole industry and role in itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've kind of like bit by bit been just willing to collaborate and wanting to to learn across all these different parts of the music industry that, yeah, feel like we it, and there's a danger of not specializing, I suppose, but we also have this just, how like, do you mean
0: not specializing?
4: I suppose if you, I, I guess there's just a, an assumption that if you, if you spent every day working on one specific part, you would, the practice within that would mean that you would specialize or become greater in that field. Whereas so young to spread across, you know, like live clothing, right. probably publishing records. But right. I guess maybe like, We've given ourselves 10 years, so <laughs> <laughs> we could be all right. And you and
0: you learn. It's it like, it's a big game of trial and error.
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, we feel really fortunate, the amount of people that have, like, bought into so young, beyond just, like, the individual magazines or products that we release. Like, people seem to be really invested in what we talk about and want to feel like they're a part of it. And we see familiar faces at our shows, and the same names pop up to buy the magazines and subscribe. Like... Right. Any so anyone who's subscribing to the magazine like trusts us for them is trusting us to deliver them six magazines over the next year without knowing what's inside of it that's like that's so flattering
0: yeah. um, that's building a community you recognize those names and those faces that is a community that is a scene
4: yeah so yeah but yeah like you said there's a lot of a lot of trial and error and like a lot of time dedicated to it and um, yeah hopefully it'll be another 10 years
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Hey, thanks so much, Sam and Josh. This is, this is great. Thanks for being up for it. You know, I think that you know, these are definitely conversations worth having and, and documenting.
4: Thank you, appreciate yeah, thank you helping you. us, really appreciate it.
0: So there they were, Sam and Josh from So Young Magazine, So Young Records here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thank you for listening thanks for joining us. Next week we got episodes with Buck Meek of Big Thief, Pip Blom and Fiddler. I've also started a newsletter called P45 RPMs uh-huh. uh, you can sign up for that and get some exclusive Q&As, storytelling extra bits and pieces that you don't get here it's totally free just head to 101parttimejobs.com plonk in your email and i'll be sending out those newsletters each sunday so you can spill your fried egg down your white t-shirt before the football game and crap your coffee down your pants and and read the newsletter if you like to so there 101 part-time jobs p45 rpms sign up there All right, make sure you subscribe to get the next episodes and see you soon. Cheers.
1: mypatriotsupply.com